Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Friday edition of the program. Mike Woodson just off of the podium in Indianapolis at Big Ten Media Days. We'll tell you what he had to say here in just a few moments and obviously talk about his appearance throughout the program today. But headed into another big weekend, there are some really interesting high school football games tonight. A New Albany, can they keep control of the Hoosier Hills Conference? They take on Seymour, Silver Creek, and Brownstown. Basically, that game will decide the Mid-Southern Conference Championship, or should decide, I should say, the Mid-Southern Conference Championship, and that will be another big Friday night game as we're headed to the final few weeks. It's hard to believe of regular season high school football. In fact, we'll find out very soon the pairings for the postseason in high school football as well. It's been a very big week uh, for fall sports, sectionals, postseasons, whether uh, getting underway with various sectionals this week or maybe moving further into the tournament. Volleyball sectionals, those pairings have been set. They are just around the corner, and we are headed to a very, I think, fun finish to the fall sports season over the next number of weeks here in the area. Now the question is, will we see this school year with fall sports begin like we saw last school year, which was a number of big performances from local teams uh, highlighted by Providence Boys Soccer with a state championship? Will we see a state champion or two coming up here in the fall sports season? We will see. And, of course, with that, basketball is just around the corner. We had Jim Shannon on earlier this week. We've had Brandon Hoffman of Silver Creek and Andrew Grants of Jeffersonville on in recent weeks as well. We're beginning to slowly preview and think about what the upcoming high school hoop season will be like. I think we're in for another good year. Not just one or two teams in the area that have a chance to win sectionals and make runs into the state tournament. This should be another very good year here in our local area for basketball. And that's par for the course. We're kind of spoiled. We're kind of used to having really good teams and state championship caliber teams along with really good individual prospects as well. And that's going to continue uh, some really good names in the hopper moving through high school hoops right now in our area as well. Welcome into this Friday edition of the program. Love to hear from you. This Thornton's text line has been a lot of fun. Some of you send us messages and questions about every day. Love to get more of you involved. And you can send us a text from your phone at 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. It could be a question for one of our guests today. It could be a general comment on IU basketball or IU football. It could be something related to sports locally or a suggestion for the program. Maybe a guest you'd like to hear from. 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. And speaking of Thornton's, one of our great sponsors here on the Big X, 
Don't forget that Thornton's is the perfect stop for all of the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee and delicious donuts. It's a, it's a go-to, that's for sure. Thornton's with lots of locations locally here in Kentuckyana. Let's look at the show lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one here in just a moment, we'll have some Zaxby's headlines, including what Mike Woodson had to say in Indianapolis just minutes ago when he took the podium, and we'll tell you what he had to say about the Hoosiers and about some of the questions that he was asked from the media there at Big Ten Media Days. Later in the program, uh, checking in from Big Ten Media Days actually is going to be Dylan Wallace, who's been there all morning to cover not just Mike Woodson, but also Terry Morin, the IU women's coach who was on the podium earlier today. I think Greg Gard, either on now, the Wisconsin coach, or just finishing up now if you're listening live. So we'll just kind of get a feel for Big Ten Media Days. We'll expand on what Coach Woodson had to say. We'll find out what Coach Morin had to say on the women's side as well. So Dylan Wallace will check in with us live from Big Ten Media Days in just a few moments. Also, later in the hour, Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star. We had uh, He had an off week last week. We had another guest with Will Lovings Watts' commitment to, to have uh, Lovings Watts with us last Friday. Uh, but Kyle rejoins the program as all always on Fridays, and uh, we're going to talk some of the top high school basketball players and teams in our state as we start to think ahead for an early preview of the upcoming season. And also, uh, you know, we talk some high school football. I'm curious, Kyle's thoughts on Center Grove. I saw that they, in most of the national polls, are now a top 10 ranked high school football program. Year in and year out, they are really good. And once again, it looks like in Indiana, at least, they are the big favorite to win a 6A state championship when the tournament gets underway. We'll get Kyle's thoughts on uh, that team. And if they're as good as what the national uh, polls think they are, and obviously they've been cruising for the most part through Indiana competition so far this season. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out uh, their dinner package deals that are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go. And curbside service still available as well at Honeybaked Ham in New Albany. And it's now time for our Zaxby's headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. And let's go through what Mike Woodson had to say. Uh, he started off giving a shout out to the new IU president, Pam Witten, also. Quinn Buckner, who, of course, uh, he and Quinn seem to be pretty close at the hip, uh, the new president of the Board of Trustees, and Scott Dolson, who he said made the trip from New York to bring me back. So that's what he started with some introductions. He also, in his opening statement, discussed the Bahamas trip. He said, quote, that trip was great for me but it, because it allowed me to put some things on in on both sides of the ball, and it allowed our guys to go to the Bahamas and bond it's good to be back in Bloomington and good to be back in Indianapolis where I was born and raised. He was asked about the NBA, uh, his background with the NBA. This is kind of a common theme around Coach Woodson. Does his NBA background give him an advantage in dealing with name, image, and likeness? Uh, so he said it's different than the guys who have been coaching in the Big Ten. He thinks still have an advantage on him for have been, have, have been being college coaches at a very high level. He also talked about Trace Jackson Davis. He was asked about his staff. He talked about how lost he would be without the great coaching staff that he's been able to put together. And uh, so other things as well. We'll get more into it here in just a few moments. But uh, one of the most surprising things for me uh, was once again hearing Coach Woodson, I think previously maybe it was Dane Fife, but hearing Coach Woodson really brag on Rob Finnessy. He said, quote, for me, he's been a treat 
and he wants to get him to shoot the ball more. He said, quote, he's been one of the biggest bright spots on our roster in the past three months. I'm going to need his leadership as we move forward. And again, that is very interesting because there were times last season where everyone, including myself, was scratching uh, my head at Rob Fennessy saying, what is going on here? This guy that started as a freshman and got lots of experience as a freshman, uh, now coming back with more experience, uh, not the leader, not the player, not the uh, consistent guy that you thought he might be at the point guard slot for Indiana. And some wondered, would he return to Indiana? And could he play at that level in the Big Ten Conference and be a starter and be a contributor and really a leader as, as the guy with the ball in his hand and clearly he's doing some things right because Dane Fife has had multiple comments and some of the media appearances that he has made I believe thinking back that uh, coach Woodson has even bragged on Rob Fennessy some and of course today he he definitely uh, gave him some words of support in fact Rob Fennessy was one of the players uh, at the Big Ten Media Days and Andy Katz had a little uh, video that he put up on his Twitter account just earlier this morning before we came on the air and he awarded uh, somebody from Rutgers maybe was it Geo Baker I forget who it was as best dressed uh, at Big Ten Media Day on the first day which was yesterday uh, but he said he he awarded that uh, award on his Twitter account too early because he had a video with Rob Finnessy who's decked out in a white shirt, a white suit coat, white pants. He's got a red handkerchief in his left pocket and uh, looking really smooth. In fact, he's got on some red shoes as well. Uh, but uh, he gives the best dressed or has changed his mind to give him the award for best dressed at Big Ten Media Day to Rob Finnessy, who is looking pretty fly today and did say take some questions from the media as well. But again, you know, here's a guy that uh, maybe last season we wondered what his role would be if he would have a role under Archie Miller this season or a new coach if Archie Miller did not return. And, of course, that latter ended up being the case. And now it sounds like if you listen to what the coaches have to say that Rob Finnessy is going to be someone that does have – a key role on this team. So we'll talk a little bit later in the program more about Rob Finnessy and what his role could be with Dylan Wallace when he joins us a little later today. Also, I think a big IU recruiting note, uh, Xavier Booker of Indianapolis Cathedral, uh, he has uh, set an official visit uh, to the IU campus. He's going to be in Bloomington October 20th through the 22nd, according to the Peaks.com website. Booker from Indianapolis Cathedral, six foot ten, class of 2023 center. I think he's probably the hottest prospect in Indiana right now, uh, especially in the 2023 class. Indiana very involved. Lots of Big Ten schools involved. Other schools also involved as well. Scholarship offers from IU, Butler, Clemson, Illinois, IUPUI, Iowa, Tulane, Louisville, Kansas State, LSU, yes, the list goes on. Michigan State, Notre Dame, uh, Ohio State, Purdue, TCU, and Missouri. And I think he's got other offers as well. Those are just some that he listed recently. So Xavier Booker and his Cathedral team, by the way, are going to be in New Albany in early January to play a game at the Doghouse in a one-year deal. And then I saw yesterday Jeff Rabjohn's reporting that Indianapolis Cathedral with Booker and Louisville Mail with Caleb Glenn, who, of course, was was a big IU target, now committed to the University of Louisville, also a big 2023 standout in the state of Kentucky. They have signed a two-year deal, and the first game, I believe it's February 2022, coming up will be played in Louisville, and then uh, Mail will return to Indianapolis and pay it, play at Cathedral the next year. But Xavier Booker, definitely a guy on the radar in-state to watch this season. He has exploded with Cathedral last season. 
this offseason, going all the way back to the spring, was really big from him. Uh, he got lots of looks in the spring evaluation period, and that's when the scholarship offers seemed to really start coming in. And from that point forward, uh, playing all the way through July and even into the fall, the offers have continued for Xavier Booker. But he's going to be in Bloomington October 20th through the 22nd, so that's some good recruiting news for Mike Woodson and staff. It's been, again, a pretty big recruiting news week. Gabe Cups from over in Ohio, we spoke about him earlier this week. He's going to take an official visit to IU coming up Monday and Tuesday. He's been on the campus a lot so far for a young player. He's just a junior, and this will be a junior year official visit for Cups. And same with uh, Booker as well, a junior year official visit for him also coming up. Uh, And J.Q. Roberts at Bloomington North receiving a scholarship offer. And if you read some of the quotes and some of the things that he's had to say about IU and about the scholarship offer, Clearly, you can tell that he has a special respect for the IU program. His mother, a graduate of there, his sister currently attends school in there. He's a native of Bloomington's. And again, another player that right now isn't getting all the big offers like a Xavier Booker is, but he's got lots of potential, lots of mid-major offers, and I think people are basing that off of what his potential because of his great athleticism are. So J.Q. Roberts, another name to follow, and again, a big recruiting news week for IU uh, basketball this week so far. Also, uh, IU football, if you're tracking schedules for the 2026 IU football season, IU announced yesterday that IU and Ball State will play at Memorial Stadium on September 12th, 2026. Uh, The Cardinals are the Hoosiers' third and final 2026 non-conference opponent. IU had previously announced that that season, way down the line, they will host Colorado State on September 6th and uh, then play at Connecticut, which is an odd game, to be quite honest, but a return game for Connecticut on September 26th. 20, uh, September 26, 2026. Way ahead of myself here. Also, uh, just in case you're wondering, thinking ahead, I saw this yesterday. The 2022 non-conference opponents uh, for Indiana, basically the same as this year. Idaho, Western Kentucky, and at Cincinnati. 2023 non-conference opponents for Indiana. This is interesting. Indiana State at home. Louisville at Lucas Oil Stadium and Akron at home as well. And then 2024, uh, Indiana hosts Florida International. Then they play at Louisville, and then they take on Charlotte at home. And then the 2025, Louisville returns to play uh, in Bloomington. So three years in a row, Indiana and Louisville will play in football, which will be a fun series to get started. But still down the line, that series will not begin until the 2023 season. couple NBA notes to pass along the preseason underway. Been fun to have basketball back on, especially those West Coast games that are on late at night when you get done with other obligations. Uh, But bad news for Cody Zeller from the Western Conference playing uh, in his first game for the Portland Trailblazers. We mentioned earlier in the week he had what could have been a broken nose, uh, looked pretty bad, and it has been confirmed as a broken nose, and he's going to have to have surgery for this broken nose, and he's been listed as out indefinitely for the Trailblazers. So the NBA start, at least in the Western Conference for Portland, uh, not off to a good one for Cody, who's going to be out for a little bit as he recovers from a pretty severe broken nose, it seems. Also, OG Ananobi uh, had 22 points last night, led the way for the Toronto Raptors, although they lost to the Philadelphia 76ers. I would say of IU grads in the NBA, and you've got a number to look at, a number to follow, uh, OG Ananobi by far and away the best prospect that could have 
a real role on his team this season and a real future in the league. And this is no surprise. Ananobis drew praise from coaches, other coaches, opposing coaches, uh, and front office members really since he's entered the league and uh, still at Toronto. And it looks like he really is is progressing and going to have a chance to have a very long-standing career. 22 points last night in a 125-113 loss for his uh, Toronto team. Uh, now the Raptors go to Boston for a meeting with the Celtics next. So maybe we'll see Ananobi and Langford get a chance to, uh, to square off against each other. Haven't really followed the Celtics much later in the week after Romeo had the game winner on Monday night to kick off the Celtics' season, but it will be interesting to see what type of playing time. You would fully expect Romeo to get lots of ticks in the preseason, and often just because you get lots of ticks in the preseason doesn't necessarily mean that you're guaranteed those in the regular season, but normally the preseason, a time where you see some of the veterans, uh, some of the key players uh, play a little bit, maybe play not at all, maybe take a game or two off, uh, go with young guys like Romeo and other rookies and others that may not see the court at all during the regular season. And I think we definitely expect Romeo to see the court and to have a role in year number three with Boston. But this preseason, like the summer league, like the offseason, because he was finally healthy, could be really big for Romeo Lankford. And uh, plenty of preseason basketball still ahead. And again, the Raptors and uh, Romeo and the Celtics will square off against each other uh, in both teams' next preseason game. High school football tonight, our final headline here in this opening segment. Uh, Got to give a shout-out to Silver Creek, who trying to win a Mid-Southern Conference championship. They can take almost a for-sure piece of that championship tonight if they could find a way to win at Brownstown Central. Now, Brownstown... 7-0 and this season. They've had a very strong football program for years. They are 4-0 as uh, the Braves in the Mid-Southern Conference. Silver Creek 4-2, and 3-0 in Mid-Southern Conference play. This is going to be a tough challenge and a big challenge for the Dragons. Remember, a year ago, Silver Creek won the Mid-Southern Conference for the first time ever on this same week of high school football with a big win at home, one of the big games for Silver Creek, especially on their home field, really uh, for their whole football program from top to bottom since football at the varsity level uh, has returned for the Dragons. But tonight's going to be a big one. Brownstown, the favorite. I think you've got to go with Brownstown to win the ball game, but can Silver Creek put the effort together? They've got some standout players. They've got the ability to compete and hang tough, but Brownstown is definitely by far the favorite in that uh, quote-unquote conference championship game tonight. Speaking of conference races, New Albany is 4-3 and three overall. Their defense has been an area of concern this year, but their offense is extremely potent. They also have played really good schedule, and when they've played one of those upper echelon teams like Bloomington South, Bloomington North, or Gibson Southern, they, they've been beaten, and it's not been really close, to be quite honest. But New Albany is 4-0 in the Hoosier Hills Conference. All four of their wins have been conference games, and they go on the road tonight to play a Seymour team that is four overall, 2-2 two two in the Hoosier Hills Conference. New Albany, the favorite in the game tonight, but uh, can the Bulldogs begin to close things out in their conference slate? 
If they're going to do so, they've got to win on the road tonight at Seymour, who don't forget Seymour beat Columbus East a little earlier in the season, and then they'd have to come back at home and win next week against Floyd Central to cap off the regular season. So other games tonight, Jennings County's at Floyd Central. The Highlanders have shown some life here recently. In fact, that they're 2-1 and one in conference play. A win over 1-6 Jennings County tonight could get them a second-place finish at least in the Hoosier Hills Conference when they take on Jennings, who is winless in Hoosier Hills Conference play. Uh, Columbus East at Jeffersonville. Okay, the Red Devils, can they be the next team, uh, local team, to finally get some revenge or at least start to get some revenge over Columbus East, who's dominated the Hoosier Hills Conference for years. New Albany beat him a few weeks ago. Floyd battled fairly tough, and of course, Seymour defeated Columbus East earlier in the year. Charlestown, they look to win six straight tonight. They're 5-2, and two, having a really nice season as they host a good Salem team at 4-1. and one. That will be a good game tonight, Salem at Charlestown. Providence looks to continue their winning ways after a big win last week at Milan, or I should say at home over Milan. Uh, Providence will play at Cordon Central tonight. And uh, Rock Creek is at Edinburgh, and Clarksville will host South Central or will play South Central of Union Mills Saturday afternoon at Noblesville. That's a look at our headlines for this Friday edition of the program. Uh, Texter writes in on the Thornton's text line, I missed your show last Friday. Where did Lovings Watts commit to? Uh, Last uh, week, midweek, Will Lovings Watts announced that he was going to commit to Drake University in Iowa He's their second-ranked highest ever prospect to commit to the Drake program. And then Will joined us last Friday on the show uh, to recap his commitment and his decision. We'll head to a break. We'll go to Big Ten Media Days next with Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, and he also does some writing for Sports Illustrated Indiana as well. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Friday program. Dylan Wallace, he's sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, also does some writing for Sports Illustrated Indiana, my guest. Don't forget you can send in a question or comment for Dylan in this segment on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. Download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel Every day. Dylan, you are, I believe, still at uh, Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days and got a chance to hear Mike Woodson and many other Big Ten coaches speak here in day two of the event. Yeah, absolutely. Still, still here. And uh, I got, I got, I got to not mess it up. It's Gangridge Fieldhouse now. It's not Banker's Life. Uh, <laughs> new, new seeing the sign out there. Um, but yeah, still here. Uh, the Indiana players and, and Coach Woodson are about to have their individual sessions shortly. Um, so, yeah, it was cool to, you know, just to kind of see all the Big Ten coaches here in person, um, see all the media together in one spot again. Uh, you know, it's been it's been a bit, it feels like, since we've kind of been in this kind of setting, so that was really good. And, 
just interesting to sort of hear all the coaches talk, um, you know, but this is the first time I think the men's and women's have both been in the same place at the same time. So obviously a big step from the Big Ten to kind of include the women as well today. So it's been a good day so far, and a lot of coaches seem optimistic, as uh, most coaches and teams do early in the early in the offseason before games start. Um, but yeah, we got to hear from Woodson, uh, Matt Painter, uh, you know, the Minnesota head coach, North Chris Collins from Northwestern. Um, so, yeah, half of them were yesterday, half were today. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's been good so far. A lot of, a lot of you know, positive outcomes. I think everyone's kind of ready ready for the season to get rolling here. Yeah, no question. I, I don't know what we truly learn from yeah. uh, media days, but it does signal the season is close, and it is nice to hear responses, uh, statements from coaches about their team. It just gets you excited and ready for what's ahead. What, what did you learn? What did you hear? Give us a, a brief overview before we talk some of the specifics about what Mike Woodson spent his time on the podium talking about before this individual session coming up a little later. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think a lot of coaches are happy to, to have fans back, first and foremost. Um, we obviously know in the Big Ten, you know, you go on the road to places like Indiana, places like Purdue, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, the environments are kind of what make the Big Ten really special. Um, so I think a lot of the coaches were happy that they're going to get that back this year. A lot of them touched on that subject. Um, you know, I think Matt Painter, it's always interesting to listen to him talk. Um, you know, I know he's in his rival and all that, but just he really gives honest answers and kind of insightful basketball analytical answers. And he was talking a lot about, you know, the potential of playing Travion Williams and Zach Eady on the floor together and how realistic it could potentially be and stuff like that. It's just really interesting to kind of listen to. Um, obviously, Purdue's a team that a lot of people think can be in the, toward the top of the Big Ten. So, uh, and Michigan went yesterday, so I wasn't there for that. But to hear, you know, Purdue's, you know, there's a, well, so many people there, I think, in the top two teams in the Big Ten this year. So, listening to him talk was really interesting. And, and, you know, all the players were about to be able to talk to them in the next hour or so. That's usually the more interesting part of the Big Ten media day. You know, as you said, we won't learn a whole lot from what coaches said, especially since, you know, we, you know, Indiana Media Day was just last week, um, so you know a lot of the stuff that people have wanted to ask have already been asked. It's only been a week since since uh, you know Hoosiers there and all that kind of stuff. So not much new. I mean, I'm sure we'll, we might get some answers about you know what, what's up with Christian Lander using the boot. We saw that. Um, so yeah, but I think the players is going to be the more interesting thing. You know, it's always fun to talk to them and get a little bit of an insight of you know maybe what what they're doing with NIL or how they're preparing with the season, what their summer's been like. Um, so, so yeah, that's always a good time, and I'm looking forward to talking to some of the some of the players uh, coming up here. Dylan, I thought it was interesting that once again either Coach Woodson or Dane Fife or someone from the IU staff. Uh, when asked about things for the upcoming season, uh, mentioned Rob Finnessy. In fact, Coach Woodson called him one of the brightest spots, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, in the last three months since the staff has been uh, in control of things in Bloomington. And uh, it makes you wonder, based on what we saw last season, for the most part from Rob, uh, what they're seeing behind the scenes that have them so excited about his leadership abilities even, which Coach uh, Woodson mentioned today. Yeah, it seems like Rob's just in a really good space right now. You know, obviously, if, if anyone follows him on Twitter, you know he's sort of reading sort of like a mental attitude, positive mindset type of book that he's been tweeting out, you know, excerpts from. So it seems like he's trying to get into a good headspace. So, you know, we all know that he's a, a pretty talented player on the floor. We've seen flashes of it. We just haven't seen it consistently, and that's kind of the big thing. And Mike Woodson said today, you know, I'm just trying to get him to shoot the ball more. I, I tell him, you know, Rob, it's okay to shoot. And he doesn't know, you know, it's interesting though, because we remember, you know, last, last couple of seasons, Archie wouldn't, Archie Miller would always talk about how I, I tell Rob it's okay to shoot. I don't care if you miss, I want him to shoot. So that's an interesting thing because obviously that the two coaches in a row now, they're telling him he needs to shoot more. 
Um, maybe it'll come a little bit more this season. Maybe Woodson will instill a little bit more confidence inside of him. Maybe having a guy like Xavier Johnson where all the pressure isn't quite on Rob Finnessy to handle the ball and handle the offense will take a little bit off of his plate and make him a little more comfortable and ease into shooting the ball more. So I think there's a lot of things he'd be excited about with his game this year. I think he's definitely going to play a big role. You know, he might not start, but I do think, you know, he's going to play a lot of minutes for Indiana this season as a senior guard. So, uh, yeah, you know, Dane Feist talked about it a lot. As soon as he got here and in, in a couple interviews after he got here, Mike Woodson's touched on it a couple times as well. You know, I think I've heard even Tamar Bates say how, you know, he's learned a lot from Rob already, and Rob looks like a really good player. So it just seems like everyone's, you know, optimistic on Rob. He's rocking a really awesome white suit today with some red velvet <laughs> loafers. Uh, so that's a, that's a nice-looking outfit. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the confidence of him seems to be at an all-time high, uh, which is one, what you want to hear. And, you, you know, I think a lot of people are expecting a, a bounce-back senior season from him. You know, I thought an interesting question and a good point on Xavier Johnson, who a lot of people are really excited about joining the IU roster this season. You know, he's he's comes to IU with a lot of experience. I mean, he's played college basketball at a fairly high level, and he's been fairly successful individually, but he's never been on a winning or a successful team. And Coach Woodson was asked about that today. I thought that was a great question. It was, you know, and that, that's something you kind of try to evaluate, differentiate when you look at players. You know, you just think of guys that, you know, if you think of an NBA player, like Colin Sexton, for example, really good on the Cleveland Cavaliers, produces high numbers, but the team doesn't win. So how do you evaluate if, it, if it's a good player, if you're putting up stats on a bad team, stuff like that. And I think, you know, with a guy like Xavier Johnson, he's obviously really talented, you know, but the team hadn't won a lot, and it's not, and I'm not saying it's all his fault, it's definitely not. But, you know, that's just an interesting thing when you kind of look at players and, you know, how their their talent you know, translates to, to on-court success. And it was really funny because when Mike Woodson was asked the question about, you know, how do you teach Xavier Johnson, you know, how to, you know, how to, you know, learn about success, how to have success. And Mike Woodson said, we'll have to teach that to all of our players, um, which is funny because Indiana has not been winning a lot, even the guys coming back. You know, they're not really used to winning much either. So I think that was a, a nice response from him that, you know, it's not just Xavier Johnson, but it's the whole team that he needs to, you know, learn you know, teach them how to learn how to win, you know, you know, how to, how to sustain success, how to handle it, um, if they're able to obtain it this year. And, you know, it's a really good question, and it's a really good point that it'll be interesting to watch, you know, how will Xavier Johnson kind of perform on a team that, that, you know, a lot of people expect should win a decent amount of games this season. So, you know, that's going to be something to look out for, and then, you know, that's something we haven't seen in the last, you know, four years is just winning consistently, you know, we always saw them get some big wins. Like just last season, you know, you beat Iowa twice. You you come back the next day, and what do you the next game? And what do you do? You lose. You know, how can they build momentum, keep momentum, and stack wins on top of the other uh, as the season goes on? So that'll be a key thing to look out for this season. You just hope they're able to uh, to accomplish it. Yeah, and I think uh, Rob Finnessy, Trace Jackson Davis, and is it also Race Thompson that will be in the breakout session a little later for IU? Yeah, Race will be there as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So you'll hear from the players a little more this afternoon. I know you had a chance to sit in on other coaches as well. I think Greg Gard was maybe the last coach that went today just as we were coming on the air at 11 a.m. What what else did you learn about the Big Ten? We know Michigan, we know Purdue are both going to be really solid and, in fact, uh, maybe have Final Four caliber teams as they're being described by a lot of national media. But did you learn anything else today about the conference generally for the upcoming season? Well, it seemed like, talking to Greg Gard, it seems like he's he, he sort of knows it's going to be a, a, a long process for his team this year. And I think everyone kind of, you know, outside perspective looking in on Wisconsin, we know they, they lost a lot. We know they went through some 
some turmoil in the off season. So I think he sort of expects, you know, hey, we've we got a long way to go. And he kind of, you know, reiterated those points a lot today. Um, and obviously they, they have Brad Davidson back and, you know, he's, he's been, he's been there for a while. So they're hoping that that helps with experience, but they got a lot of new pieces they're trying to acclimate in. I feel like that's the case across a lot of the big 10, you know, um, Northwestern has a solid core that, that Chris Collins believes will help them this season. Um, you know, even Micah Shrewsbury listening to him talk, um, he seems really optimistic, um, about kind of what his team might be able to do. Uh, you know, he's a first year head coach. Uh, you know, the Minnesota coach, you know, he, he was like, hey, you know, we know it's going to be tough in the Big Ten. I think they all, you know, as, as we all know, I think they all just talked about how talented the conference is top to bottom and how challenging all that will be. Um, but, yeah, it was just really interesting to kind of hear all of them talk and, and you know, kind of depict kind of what, what the keys are for the team and, and things that they're going to need to be able to do to be successful. Um, and it just seems like when you even when you've asked when other coaches, you know, Juwan Howard or, or Fred Hoiberg, other coaches yesterday and today who have been asked about Mike Woodson, it seems like everyone has a lot of high praise for him. And they, and they all think the Indiana is going to be a, a problem to deal with. Um, so I think from an Indiana perspective, um, from other teams in the Big Ten, they all seem pretty, um, I guess, you know, not surprised, but they seem, you know, pretty impressed by what he's been able to do. Um, and I think Indiana will probably be a, a, a problem this year in the Big Ten, which I it's good when you hear that from your peers, obviously. Dylan Wallace, my guest. Dylan is with the Seymour Tribune, also Sports Illustrated, Indiana. Uh, this really doesn't surround Media Day specifically today, but a texter on the Thornton's text line writes in, do you think with this team and the focus on defense that we've heard about, will IU maybe press more? I think so, um, and I think that's, that's something they did a little bit in the Bahamas. I can't quite remember, but I think you know, maybe not full court, but at least three-quarters of the court press, stuff like that. Um, I, I think there will be a little bit more pressure, um, but you know, it's, just, it's just hard to, to kind of do some type of full-court press for the entire game. Um, you know, it's just, you know, there's just a lot of wear and tear that goes into that, but I do think you might see a little bit more. I mean, we rarely ever saw it under Archie Miller. You know, that was the thing that Indiana really didn't do. They didn't put a lot of pressure on the ball. Um, I think if anything, you know, you'll have like a guy like Rob Finnessy pressure the point guard. Maybe not like crazy high pressure, but you know, you're kind of just there and you're making him have to just not walk it up easily. You're kind of just trotting back as him and his in front of you. I think there'll be more stuff like that. Um, you know, and I think obviously, you know, he's focusing on defense a lot. Uh, he's talked about that many times. So I'm sure pressure is a big thing that they might try to do, especially. Um, here and there to try to mix things up, throw teams off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you probably won't see it all the time, but I think Mike Woodson, just the knowledge that he has in the game, you know, he'll definitely try to spur that on the teams in certain areas. So, yeah, that's a good question. I'm sure, you know, we'll see it because we haven't seen it a lot. But, you know, I think with, with the quick quickness of the guards that, that you know, Indiana seems to have with, with David Johnson and Rob Finnessy, even Christian Lander, if, he, if he's taking a step defensively, you know, the quickness that they have, I think they can create a lot of havoc, make it, make it a little bit tougher for opposing teams' guards to bring the ball up the floor. Uh, you know, I get the sense from Coach Woodson, and we, we've spent lots of time on this show uh, talking about uh, Coach and how he is so different from previous coaches uh, at Indiana, at least in recent years. Uh, when he when he made his opening statement, I was watching today, uh, he, he thanked uh, the IU president, he thanked Quinn Buckner, president or chair of the Board of Trustees, uh, he thanked Scott Dolson for going to New York to, to bring him back, as he said, and uh, he commented on being, you know, not only back in Bloomington and what it means to him where he played in college, but also to be uh, in Indianapolis where it all began for him as a high school basketball player, as a, what, a sixth grade player that attended Bob Knight's camp. We've heard that story before, and I'm sure it'll come up again. But uh, just seems like a guy that is really enjoying himself. He's not polished. 
Uh, he gives good answers. He seems to be very open and honest as much as a coach can be, uh, but just uh, not your typical coach up there, but seems to really be relishing in all this. And uh, again, look at his uh, the footage from Hoosier Hysteria. I was watching on, on my phone on television, but he just seems to enjoy the moments he gets to embrace with fans and supporters and everybody surrounding this program. Yeah, he just seems really happy all the time. You know, he just walked up to the podium today and, you know, he had a, he just has a smile on his face and he says, you know, obviously he said numerous times he's happy to be home and all that. You know, it just seems like, you know, it doesn't seem like this is just the ne- It's not like this is just like the next stop for him and his coaching tenure. Like this is the stop for him. You know, this is the place that he wants to be. He wanted to be or he wanted to take on this challenge. You know, he sought it out and, you know, now he's got it. And he, I think he's really enjoying all of it. You know, you can see, and just the practice clips Indiana will tweet out of him talking in the huddle when they have guests like they did. You know, they had, uh, you know, Clark Kellogg there the other day, you know, just, just guys that, and he, when he's talking to them, he just seems like he's got total command of everything, um, obviously. And it just seems like he's, he's, he's just always happy to be around. You know, I think he, he walked up to the podium and people talk about him being home and he just smiles and said, Hey, you know, I started here. I love it here and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a really positive thing. And I think, when the players know that, you know, he wants to be here, he's here for us, he's here to make us better, he knows what it takes to get us to the next level, it's all about the team and stuff like that. I think it's just been a really positive culture change around here, um, and I don't think he wasted any time getting that started either. You know, we've heard the players talk. It didn't take very long for him to convince them to, to come back. So uh, it's been a really good, um, you know, vibe and energy around the program, um, which is something that we haven't really necessarily had consistently. Um, so I think that that, that will, will keep up, and you know, you just got to see how it how it how it you know plays into to winning games. If it, if it translates to winning games, it'll be great. Um, we'll see, how, and we'll see also if if it's a, the culture he's created, if it helps them handle losses better. We've seen the team have losses pile up. You know, we, we don't want to ever bring up that 12 out of 13 losing streak uh, a couple years ago, but stuff like that has happened. So you know, we'll see if this kind of positive atmosphere that he's brought to the program helps handling losing games helps you know handling winning games and, and building off of that so I think it's just been a, a really good thing and I think he's enjoying it like you said uh, you know he's just happy to be here and I think everyone who listens to him talk asks him questions just watches him on the TV what, or whatnot yeah, I think everyone gets the sense that he's he's really happy and he's really determined to kind of bring it in back to the top somebody just messaged me this and it is a good point uh, wonder what coach Woodson will be like after a devastating loss or right. uh, a frustrating <laughs> game you know he's so he's so friendly so jovial so positive Positive. It is going to be interesting to see what his first, it, not just after a general loss, but a loss to Purdue or a loss on a last-second shot yeah. or something crazy happened. It will be interesting to see how he handles that. All right, Dylan Wallace is with me. Dylan, thank you for stepping out of Big Ten Media Days to call into the program. You're a great guest, a great friend of the show on Fridays. I want you to leave us with this, uh, a quick uh, thought on IU football and the struggles. I'm so used to asking asking for your prediction but it's a bye week and there's yeah. no game for you to predict but can this IU team uh Dylan quickly can they bounce back and uh, do so when they return to play next weekend well you hope so I mean the bye week couldn't have come at a better time um that was just a really bad performance at Penn State I think the defense did as much as it could um but when you get nothing in the offense just it's, it's hard to win any game obviously um so you know Michigan State team, not sure how good they are. They obviously beat Western Kentucky, a team that Indiana barely beat on the road. But Michigan State had them at home, so you, you don't know how to take about that. You know, it'll be a really tough game for homecoming. You know, it's a homecoming event for IU next Saturday. Uh, it's a big game. You know, if, if they lose that game, um, 
I think you can start to question: Can this team even get to a bowl game? Um, so it's it's a huge, uh, you know, I don't I don't want to say must win, but it's it's kind of really nearing that territory. You know, they really got to get back on the winning track, especially because all the other games, the rest of the conference, aren't going to be all that you know walk through easy now. So uh, you know, you, you just hope they they can get the offense right. That's the big thing in this bye week and this week off. Can they get the offense right? Can they get uh, you know the the play calling right? Can they get the execution correct? Because that's the thing that's that's killing them right now. Um, so. You know, if, they, if they're able to do that, then they might be able to compete with, with Michigan State. You know, it's good that they're at home the next two weeks. I think that'll help. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been tough, though. You know, I, I don't think any of us kind of saw this coming. I don't think it was unrealistic to think they would lose to these teams, Iowa, Penn State, Cincinnati, but it's the way that they've lost that has had people really concerned. They just don't look good right now. So hopefully they can turn it around, though. They're going to need a, a big win next week against Michigan State. Yeah, I agree. Dylan Wallace, Sports Illustrated Indiana, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Big one tonight, Silver Creek and Brownstown. I'm sure you'll be at that one. Enjoy, and Dylan will talk yeah. with you very soon. Sounds good. That's a big one. And New Albany, undefeated in the HHC, coming to Seymour as well. Yeah, absolutely. Some big games tonight in Jackson County for our local teams here in far southern Indiana. We'll head to a commercial break, back with a final segment of the week. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. We're going to talk Xavier Booker of Indianapolis Cathedral. We're going to talk uh, Center Grove. Are they as good as what the national polls think? They are really highly ranked and thought of. Uh, in high school football this season, and we'll get into some other stuff as well as we close out the week. Stay with us. Uh, and by the way, the Thornton's text line is still open, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. I know there's a lot of interest in Xavier Booker. Maybe you've got a question about him or his game for Kyle, who uh, knows a lot about Xavier and his Cathedral team. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach, who got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, back here, final segment of the week. Kyle Nedenrip of the Indy Star, my guest. Kyle, uh, you know you're my go-to guy for basketball information in our state. I think most people feel that way. But I've got to give you some extra credit today because it was you on this radio show that told me about Xavier Booker and not just that he was a player, but he was going to be a big-time player in the future. And that has happened very quickly. He's not only has a scholarship offer from Indiana and many of other schools as well, but he now has set an official visit, a junior year official visit to Indiana later this month. He is really on the rise when you look at players in our state. Yeah, he sure is, and it seems like we're talking about some other offer or some, you know, something going on with him almost every week. And you know, it will be fun to see again, you know, what kind of season he has as a junior. He's sort of a, you know, he's not a mystery anymore, but he, he's sort of a guy where he hasn't played a ton, you know, of high school basketball just yet. You know, it's been sort of a uh, a growing process for him, and and you know, growing into his body type of thing. But uh, you know, at this point, I don't think he's a he's a mystery anymore <clears throat> necessarily. Uh, like you said, he's he's got that IU uh, visit set, and you know I think it's going to be uh, you know it's going to be real interesting to see what happens with his his recruiting, and you know has a lot of great options and offers already right now. So uh, hoping to 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 see him play quite a bit this year. 
I think I've asked you this before, and I, I think I'll, I know your answer, but uh, with the interest he has from Indiana, other in-state programs, and beyond, is he the, the best player, the best maybe prospect in our state right now when it comes to players getting uh, recruiting attention? I would say so, yeah. I think, uh, you know, and we saw earlier this week, uh, Jalen Hooks is going to uh, prep school. But, you know, so if you, count, if you count guys, you know, who are – but even still, I would say Booker's probably a higher – uh, prospect right now uh, than even Hooks is. So yeah, I would you know with his. It's just when you're six ten and your your uh, you know your your wingspan is more than seven foot. I mean that kind of puts you on a whole nother uh, stratosphere. I think as a prospect, as a even an NBA prospect. So you know really uh you know intriguing guy who cannot you know I even remember last uh you know last fall you know watching him in open gyms and he can shoot it from the outside some so. That's not something he's going to do a ton of right now, but you know everything he can do, you know, from a shot blocking standpoint, a uh, you know a guy who's just going to, you know, you, if he got the frame that he's got, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a t- it's a world of upside. So, so yeah, I would say he's he's number one probably right now if you're looking at uh, you know potential and and things he can do down the road. Uh, tell you what, uh, high school football coming to a close quickly, at least the regular season. Uh, lots of uh, lots of national prominence for this Center Grove program. They are outside of our coverage area here in Southern Indiana, but obviously, I know a lot of listeners pay attention to high school sports in our state. Can anybody touch Center Grove when the tournament gets here? And is this Center Grove as good as what some of these national polls have them ranked? Yeah, I think it's always hard, you know, when you're when you're judging other states and stuff like that because you just don't know for sure. I mean, it's just almost impossible. But yeah, you know, at the same same time, we've seen, you know, our our state go up against uh, you know Louisville team, the best Louisville, the best uh, you know Ohio teams a lot of times, and have performed pretty well. So yeah, I would say this Center Grove team, and we'll find out next week. You know, Cathedral's getting a lot of attention too as a as a nationally ranked team, and those two will play each other uh, next week and. You know, we can kind of settle it on the field, like sort of like last year, really. I mean, it's kind of setting up the same way. That was Cathedral's only loss was a 17-13 game. Uh, that was a very good game, and you know, it's a shame at that time. You know, not a ton of people could be there because of the uh, the COVID restrictions. But you know, it sets up next week to kind of find out who's who. And and you know, this, I'm going to cover Center Group tonight. Actually, they're playing Lawrence North and, and Omar Cooper in that group. I think they should win that game, but uh, we'll be a little bit tougher test than they've had here recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the thing about Center Grove is they're so balanced, you know, all, all you know, all aspects. You know, they're balanced and dominant <laughs> at uh, pretty much every position. It goes beyond Caden Curry and and Taven Jackson. Those guys get a lot of credit, but they they all they have a great offensive line. Uh, you know, really good secondary linebackers. I mean, they're really. They're really a total package, and with everything Eric Moore does there as a coach, they uh, they're kind of set up to. Uh, it would really be shocking almost to see him lose in the tournament. Now, they could lose next week. I don't think that'd be a huge shock to Cathedral, but you know it's weird. You know I, the, the the best six A teams. I'm not sure if they can match up with them this year. Yeah, no question. Kyle Nedenrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, we're uh, getting ready to wrap up the week, and uh, we've got less than a minute left. But what a big week uh, this is, it has been, and really the next few weeks will be for fall sports. I know football gets a lot of the credit. Guys like you and I are already looking ahead to the basketball season. In fact, I wanted to talk some hoops with you today. We'll have to postpone that till next week. But fall sports, this is their time to
time to shine and uh, big moments uh, this week and in future weeks as far as postseason stuff goes. Yeah, October's a big month, so looking forward to seeing all the state championships and then getting into November, obviously, with uh, state football. So a lot on the docket here coming up. Absolutely. Kyle Neddenrip, the Indianapolis Star, always with us Fridays. Kyle, have a great weekend. All right, thanks, Matt. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Talk with you Monday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.